Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. It's Kara and Kylie here. Kylie, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little sleepy, but I'm here and I'm excited to talk about this very important topic we've got today. Oh, we are. We are. We are about to just dive right in for you guys. This is a long coming podcast subject that we've needed to talk about. And it's honestly something that you have probably heard us speak on a million times. I actually just made a really big post about it the other week. So definitely go check that out on my IG if you never saw it before. But we want to discuss reverse dieting with you guys. What is it? Who is it for? Why is it beneficial? And why in the hell would you want to diet in reverse? So Kylie, why don't you start out and kind of just go into like what exactly reverse dieting is? Yeah. So, I mean, just to be really literal, if you take the the word reverse dieting, it's dieting in reverse. It's the opposite, right? So it's the antithesis of dieting. Um, I always think of SpongeBob going backing up, backing up with Patrick. (laughs) Of course you do. Of course you do. Um, But no. So what we're doing here is we are essentially taking someone who has had a decline in their metabolism. We sometimes refer to this as metabolic adaptation. They've experienced a downregulation of like crucial hormones. And that's a lot of fancy words there that basically are a result of dieting or under eating. And I like to differentiate those two things because under eating, this can be unintentionally or intentionally. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you were trying to diet or lose weight. Some people in their lifestyle are just under eating. So if you have been doing any of those things for an extended period of time, so we take that person and gradually add calories back over a period of time to bring their metabolism back up to a place where it can be thriving and get our hormones back to optimal levels. So essentially, it's just understanding that humans in general are very adaptive. So when you are in a caloric deficit for a long period of time, which is when you are eating less than maintenance, essentially, your metabolism starts to adapt to that number of calories or that level of output. We'll get to that too. Your activity and cardio and things like that come into play. Mm-hmm. But when your body adapts to that or your metabolism adapts to that, it ultimately starts to make fat loss and muscle gain more difficult. So I always like to explain this to potential clients or to clients as like, Looking at, I'm like using my hands as if they can see me, a scale here of let's say your body is ultimately what's important to understand is our bodies don't understand dieting for fat loss or for any kind of physical goal or anything like that. Our bodies understand survival. So if you are eating at, let's say you take your calories down to 1500 when you've been eating 2500 or something like that, we drop down to 1500. 
we're forcing that adaptation and you are dropping those calories, you're creating a deficit. So yes, you typically, if this is like the first time you've done that, for example, you're going to drop weight. At some point, you'll likely stop dropping weight because your body now recognizes like, I always think of like, have anybody seen the Disney Pixar movie Inside Out? Like I always think about all the little people that like operate inside of you. And I think about them like running around being like, super chaotic when you make that first drop and they're like, we have to like burn everything and like make stuff work. We have to be able to survive like blah, blah, blah. And like now they're starting to be like, okay, they have a staff meeting and they're like, this is our, where we live now. Like we have to survive here. Like this is our new normal. This is how we have to thrive. This is how we have to survive. So they like fuck with all your control panels and they're like, this is where we adapt now. Now this is our maintenance. This is where we have to maintain. So in order to create more of an adaptation, you would have to continue to drive calories down Mm -hmm. or bring output up. And one of two things is going to happen here. Either A, it gets to a point where it's realistically impossible to sustain that level of a deficit or that level of output. So then you start to rebound because you just say, fuck it and start eating calories without any kind of strategy or putting back on your body fat because of that. Or let's say you are somebody who as we see with many women is like, fuck it, I'll take it down to 1200. I'll go down. You know what I mean? I'll add more cardio. Eventually, even if you can sustain it because you're some kind of crazy person, you are not able to sustain it in terms of what's happening internally and metabolically because we start to experience those hormone fluctuations. So we start to have issues with your metabolism. We start to see issues with your thyroid, your sex hormones, your hunger hormones, all of these things that Kara can dive into more deep for us here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that I freaking love that little. I just thought of the inside out. Inside out. I just thought of that like on the fly. Like, (laughs) oh my God. I freaking love that so much. And that's a really, really good way of helping people to think about it. I always say, I explain it to my clients as like two stacks of paper. So, like, woman A, who's been dieting for years upon years, she's like this thin little sliver of paper. She has like no stack to her. But then, and woman B is like this thick stack of paper because she's been eating what maintenance. She hasn't been doing a shit ton of cardio. She's been feeding her body well. Like which stack of paper are you going to have more to pull away from? You're going to have more to pull away from, right? Stack B, which is the thick stack, then stack A, right? Or woman A or whatever it may be. So like, again, like if you tried to pull away from woman A, you'd be taking her one little piece of paper and she'd wither away into nothing, right? Like you got no calories, no more calories to cut from. So that's just like kind of like a little visual that I always kind of explain to my clients. But yeah, so like Kylie said, this starts to really affect like different hormonal functions within your body. And like most importantly, a lot of the most important hormones that are really tied into your metabolism and your weight loss and different things like that. These are your hormones such as your thyroid hormones. So like conversion of T4 to T3, which is your active thyroid hormone. These are re- these play a really big role in your metabolic health. And these your thyroid is basically like your master metabolic regulator. So if your thyroid is downregulated or you know we kind of have like a quote unquote sluggish thyroid, it's going to kind of 
put the brakes on the metabolic processes to kind of slow down. And this can cause some some more weight loss issues. Another one is your, well, overall, all of your sex hormones, these start to downregulate. And especially whenever we are chronically dieting, this can be a really, really big issue as well because like, One, we know that our sex hormones play a huge role in having a normal cycle for women if you are not on birth control. And the reality of it is, is whenever we're chronically dieting, sex hormones are down-regulating. If you lose your cycle and you've been dieting for a long time, guess what? Like That is a big reason why, because a lot of those sex hormones are being down-regulated. And then- Lack of sex drive, yeah. 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 Yep. Lack of sex drive, all of those different things that are playing a role there. And then leptin is another one of your hormones that is impacted as well. And leptin also plays a really big role in regulating your weight loss and your metabolism as well. So whenever we see a downregulation in this hormones occur, all of these different processes are coming into play where again, like we're essentially quote unquote, slowing down the metabolism. Like I hate saying that you have a slow metabolism because we know that that's not really a thing, but I know that it's what many of you resonate with. But along with that, we start to see other adaptations occur. So not only are we seeing hormonal adaptations, but we're also seeing adaptations in our daily output start to occur. So we start to overall move less. So that big word, non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT that you always hear us talk about. So that includes things like moving your hands, blinking your eyes, whatever it may be. We start to do those things less. And for those of you who don't know, that NEAT makes up the largest portion of your calorie expenditure in a day. So yes, you moving around, walking around, all of that stuff that makes up a huge portion. And whenever you are constantly dieting and you're in a down-regulated state, you start to do those things less. So you start to burn less calories through that. You'll also start to burn less calories through from food because whenever you are eating less, yes, whenever you eat, your body is burning fuel and it's burning energy. This is called the thermic effect of food. So this is basically how many calories it takes your body to digest and absorb certain foods. And fun fact for you guys, protein has the highest thermic effect of food. So that is the macronutrient that is the most difficult for your body to break down and it burns the most calories. So you're eating less food. Obviously, you're going to have a lower thermic effect of food there. So you're going to burn less calories there. And then also just with physical activity, you guys have to think like if you're dieting, you're not getting as much fuel, you're not getting as much calorie and energies, your performance output likely is not going to be as high as it typically would if you were eating around maintenance or a little bit in a surplus or whatever it may be. So likely we might see some less calories burned there through physical activity. So all of these things together, like Callie said, this whole slew of kind of adaptations that are happening within your body, with your hormones, with your output, this is called metabolic adaptation. And this is really where we see the need for reverse dieting come into play. And now I do want to be clear on the fact that like, this is not only for people who have been like constantly like yo-yo dieting and Mm -hmm. maybe like 
under eating without knowing. It can also it's be for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can be for a lot of different reasons, but like say that you're somebody who went through a really successful dieting phase and you mm-hmm. hit your weight loss goal, you hit your physical, whatever it may be, and your calories are a bit lower. Okay. So now that we hit that goal, we need to reverse back up from there. And this is what we mean whenever we talk about having an exit strategy after every single dieting phase. You need to be able to pull yourself out of that calorie deficit in a strategic way that allows you to still maintain your results and you know minimize excess body fat gain. But like that's going to be needed, right? Maybe you think you're eating enough, but you're actually having like different hormonal issues and you're seeing symptoms of hormonal imbalances like brain fog, irregular cycles, poor energy, loss of sex drive, loss of strength, all of these different things, that might be a sign that you need to reverse up from where you're at because I can't tell you the amount of times like I have women coming to me and they're they're like, yeah, like I'm eating at maintenance or like I'm I'm definitely eating enough. And it's like 1600 calories and they should be eating like 2300 calories. And it's like Mm -hmm. We think that that's enough, right? Like we think that that's more than fine, but it's not. I actually have a funny, a funny little story here. Like I was visiting my dad over the weekend and he was like, I just can't lose the rest of this belly fat, you know? Oh yeah. And you know how it goes. And I told him, I'm like, you're probably not eating enough dad because I know what he, because I know what he eats like. And Mm -hmm. I told him to tell me what his day looked like. And like, I pretty much added everything that he eats up in my head. And I'm like, all right, so you're getting probably around like 14, 1500 calories. And he's like, that's not enough. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, it is not enough. Especially not, I mean, we're not the tallest family, but like he's a male, like he is active throughout his day-to-day job. And like, again, look at what he just told me. He can't lose the rest of that weight. Why can't he? Because his metabolism is likely adapted to Mm -hmm. the number of calories that he's eating right now. And this is where reverse diet would be really beneficial. And, you know, I would have gotten into that with him, but he probably wouldn't believe me. (laughs) He probably wouldn't listen to me, (laughs) which should, but it's literally the opposite of everything that we've ever been told. And like people have a really hard time grasping the concept of reverse dieting. Like Mm -hmm. it is something that's fairly new. And I know that there have been some small studies on it done. And I just, I know that like, as time goes on, there's going to be like, more and more research on it. And it's going to become obviously like more and more popular. People are going to actually understand the mechanism behind the way that the metabolism works. But for now, we're just those crazy people who are telling you to eat more and do less rather than yeah. less and do more. So, yep. And it's so hard because this is that missing piece for why so many people rebound and why some people gain their weight back. And it's because this isn't, it's like we always talk about, it's not sexy to market this. It's not appealing. And it's something that I think you do the same that I've started. I bring this up on every consult call. Even if I, I have no idea where your intake is, but the reality is probably 85% of the women that come through need this and they need it starting, especially with just the type of women that typically come to us. They're looking for some sort of sustainable approach. So that means they've typically come from something unsustainable and restrictive, therefore likely have been restricting their calories. So when you get on a call with us and we tell you like, Hey, we're not going to allow you to go into a fat loss phase for we don't know when we'll address that too. But let's just say ballpark six months minimum something like that, we realize that's not great for us for sales. So like, we're not telling you this to like keep you longer. And we're definitely not telling you this 
because we're just making it up for that purpose. Because honestly, we're increasing the likelihood that you don't even sign up with us because we're telling you you can't diet. Like this is what being a health first coach is. And anyone who is willing to take you into a diet when you're not ready for it, doesn't care about your health. And so that's the hard part is because everything that's being marketed to you is telling you like, just eat less, just move more. Or like, you know, you can just restrict or like, you're not hearing about this. We like most people that come to me have never even heard of reverse dieting or like this Mm -hmm. concept. And it's it's because it's not provided to us because it's not fun. It's not sexy. And I'm sure we'll get into the different outcomes that are possible during this process but some of them aren't what we want them to be. And that's really hard. And it's something that I know Kara and I are going to do another episode on, but it's very mentally difficult too. And that is a piece of it that I think is unexpected and something that I try to prepare clients for, but understanding that it's just like absolutely necessary. And for all the reasons that Kara just expressed, you know, women get on the phone with us and you're excessively tired or you don't have a sex drive or you are experiencing issues with your cycle related to your sex hormones, or you barely eat, but you don't ever feel hungry. Like all of these little things are signs, you know, or you are significantly overweight, but you're barely eating anything. So I've had women come to me that weigh over 300 pounds and they're eating like a thousand to 1100 calories, Yeah, you know? And they're going to doctors and they're being looked at just as you have an issue with eating too much food. That's directly mm-hmm. been my experience. Which and they're told- less carbs. <laughs> yep. Eat less carbs or cut your calories down or you need to exercise more. And I have a client who started with me, you know, she's in her forties and she's in the mid, she was in the, the mid two hundreds, I think when we started together. And we found out that she had been under eating for a very, very long time, like most of her life. And we've reversed her over the last year plus and it's been a tough process for her, but she was so grateful. And she, you know, she said to me, and I've never, I've never forgotten this, that she was like, she's had a lot of like other medical issues and complications. And she's like, they always bring up my weight in relativity to a lot of, a lot of her, like obviously like joint issues and things like that. And she's like, no one has ever asked me if I'm possibly not eating enough or what I'm eating even, or how much I'm eating, that's never been asked before I've been given just that advice to diet or exercise. Yeah. And that's fucked That's fucked up. That's so messed up. Like so messed up. And it just pisses me off to no end that it's generally doctors or like PCPs or whatever it may be. And again, like not out here to bash, but it generally is like, you're a PCP or like your family dog whenever you go into them and you're overweight and they say, well, just eat less. How do you even know that person could already be eating 800 effing calories a day and you're telling them to eat less? Like that's what creates like obviously like food fear and just like more disordered eating patterns that we don't want to see, right? So mm-hmm. that's something that's so huge is like taking into inventory. Like, okay, where are we at when we start? How much are we eating? Where do we need to get to? And that is something that Kylie and I both do as coaches. And I know that Kylie brought up some of the different outcomes of this. And I do, I want to start with the not so great outcomes first. And I didn't even want to say that because honestly, reverse dieting is great, but like there's tons of positive benefits behind it, which we'll get into. Yeah. I I think the important part about whatever, all the options that Kara is about to break down for you about the ways this could go Mm -hmm. is they all get to the same important end goal and they're all doing the same restorative, important work internally, regardless of what is happening in each of these potential scenarios. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I mean, like your first scenario is that, and this is solely really talking about like the scale, because the reality of it is, is that 
Most people who are starting a nutrition and fitness journey want to see the scale go down. So you're, one of three things is going to happen. You're either going to see the scale go up a little bit, you're going to see the scale not move at all, or you're going to see the scale go down a bit. So like typically, and I seriously, I really encourage you guys to go head over to my Instagram, like look at, go find the reverse dieting post that I made. It was like, Probably when this episode comes out, it was like three weeks ago. Actually, I'm going to give you the date of it. It was July 6th. And we can maybe link it if we remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's definitely try to link it if we remember. But I have three different client examples so that you can see what it looks like with maintenance, with weight gain, and with weight loss as well. But like during this time, you know, a client's weight might stay stable because we, again, like we're going to start to see improvements in body composition just because we might be losing fat and building muscle. But at that time, the scale might not budge at all, but you might look completely different. And that's 100% normal. That's 100% okay. The other thing is, is that we might gain a bit of weight. Again, 100% normal. This is perfectly okay. And while yes, we do focus on reverse dieting you in a way that minimizes excess fat gain, the reality of it is, is that some people might gain weight. I will tell you right now, every single time I reverse diet, I gain some weight. And the reality of it is, is that you have extra food coming into your system. So like obviously one, like you have more food in your stomach, you're going to weigh more. And yeah, if your metabolism has been downregulated for how freaking long, adding extra food might make you put on a bit of body fat. But that is 100% okay if it is getting you to that end goal. Now, yes, we're not trying to put on a crap ton of excess body fat, right? We're trying to mitigate as much as possible. And likely you're going to start to see again, like even if the scale does go up, some improvements in your body composition. And then, you know, the last outcome is that we start to lose weight. And these are the kind of clients that look at us as magicians because they're like, holy shit, I'm eating 700 more calories a day and I'm dropping weight every single week. This is freaking amazing. And Kylie and I, like, we love these clients and like every coach loves these clients. But like, while these are really exciting results, it's still really important to understand that the purpose of reverse dieting is not weight loss. And I think that that's something that people get really caught up in. I've noticed like I've had clients who have started reverse diets with me and their weight will be down, you know, 15, 20, 25 pounds. And then it'll start to hit more of a plateau once we kind of reach Mm -hmm. that, like that new maintenance set point and they'll be freaking out. Well, actually I don't have too many clients freak out anymore because we are very well educated on why this is happening. But like they start to kind of be like, why isn't the scale moving anymore? And I'm like, do you remember that the point of this was not weight loss? While it did occur, it wasn't mm-hmm. the point of it because realistically, the scale isn't moving anymore because like we kind of got you to that end goal of the reverse diet. We got you to that new main end set point, which is great. Now we can focus on, again, another question that's asked for very often is like, well, how long? Like how long do I stay at maintenance before I can go back into a cut? Here's the issue is that if you spend like six months reverse dieting up and you stay at maintenance for like one or two weeks and then go back down into a cut, you're literally undoing everything that you just did. We don't have a set amount of time that you need to stay at maintenance for. But I personally, and I know Kylie as well, we try to keep our clients at maintenance for as long as possible while we are seeing results. Preferably for me, like 
my kind of general ballpark is typically at minimum eight weeks at minimum. And that's that's short still. Yes. Because I want you guys to remember that if you take a look at your entire year, you should be spending the majority of your year out of a deficit and in maintenance. You should be spending more time in maintenance than you are in a deficit. And And like, if you're really on board, it'd be awesome to take you into some growth and surplus and put on some more muscle and you'll really be happy by the time we take you into a deficit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And like, but people don't want that. Like people are like, holy shit, it's going to take me four months to reverse diet. And then I have to stay at maintenance another two or three months. Like that's seven months right there. I'm like, okay, well you chose to eat at 1300 mother effing calories for the last five years of your life. So yeah, now you got to spend seven to seven months to a year at maintenance. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's frustrating because we don't say that insensitively because I know that for no. a lot of our clients, they don't know any better. No. And that's what you've been told, but you still have to understand that that is the action and decision you made. So we have to work against that. We are not doing it to punish you or no. to keep you from your goals. But like realistically, like you're in this position because you put yourself there. And again, even if it wasn't intentionally or you didn't know that you were doing that damage, you did. And so you have to kind of deal with the repercussions of that. And it's something, you know, that we like in that other episode we're talking about doing, we can dive into even just about like coming off of birth control. Like again, it's not your fault for not knowing the education about what birth control was going to do to your hormones. But now if you have to stay out of a diet phase for a fucking year because you're trying to fix your hormones, like me at Kara, but like at at a lot of our clients and people out there, you know, like if you have to do that, like, well, even if there was nothing you did as a fucking, like for me, 15 year old getting on birth control, that's your fault. But like, yeah. that was my action and I was on it. So now I have to deal with how to fix it. Like that is just, it's how life works. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so, so true. It's so true. So again, just an understanding that like any one of those phases again is completely normal, like, or any one of those outcomes, sorry, is completely normal. And you should never, ever compare your outcomes to somebody else. And I think that this is another really big thing that people struggle with. It's like, well, like she's losing weight in her reverse diet. Like, why isn't my body? Like, what's wrong with me? And we can't do that because every single person is different and every single person responds differently. But Mm -hmm. there are a ton of freaking benefits to reverse dieting. So Kylie, do you want to get into some of those? Yeah, we kind of went on some side ones there. So did we already, are are we still on the first option or did we cover like that you could not be losing weight, but could be experiencing body recomp? Did we cover like that? You Have we gone into all three of them? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the one also where like nothing happens externally. Yeah. Like weight maintenance. Well, yeah, that's very true as well. Like with weight maintenance. Or gain. Or gain. Like we might not see body recomposition happen at all. So like or very minimal or you may full time, whether you're changing your body or not. Like I've had clients that the scale goes up the entire reverse diet. Yeah. So we, yeah. we went on a lot there. So I was like, not sure if I missed anything, but no. Yeah. Um, and that's so true. And it's, again, it's just like understanding that like, there's no guarantee of how your body's going to respond. And we wish that we had a guarantee, but we don't, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. Moving into all of the things that reverse dieting is doing, regardless of what's happening on the outside, I think that's really important because this is the part that should be exciting for you, okay? Yeah. So we are going to experience 
a ton of stuff internally. And this is why biofeedback from your coach is so important, which we are also going to do an episode on for you guys soon. Shout out um, to our podcast, uh, Instagram Q&A. We were asked to do that. So guys, positive effects of reverse diet. First of all, Kara kind of touched on this before about how much your energy levels are downregulated in a diet. You're going to see that come back up. That's one of the first things I typically see restored with my clients is that they start noticing they have more energy, they're less fatigued, you're not as tired all the time, or you just feel like more clear-headed in general. You're going to be able to, like I said, increase your food. That's literally the strategy of this. And so by doing that, you're likely also going to improve your relationship with food because you're not restricting anymore. You're not having to fit into that small category. So especially if you have a flexible dieting approach, you're going to have more flexibility, more food freedom, and having more room to work foods that you like into your quote diet. It's also important to understand that like the word diet itself just means what you eat. So that like, it doesn't always mean we're cutting calories. And I think that that is messed up a lot. So that's why in a reverse diet, you're still dieting, but we're not dieting for fat loss. So, you know, you can work in more social events and more things on your calendar without it going off track because you're going to have more room in your diet. And plus, like most of us just like, like food. So that's fun, right? Oh, um, yeah, we do. You're going to have better strength and better endurance. And guys, this also plays into that body composition change that you see, because if you have more fuel to perform better in the gym, you're going to see better body comp, right? Like you're going to see better changes to your physique if you're able to push harder in the gym. You can't push hard in the gym if you don't have any energy to push hard, right? So that's another big reason. I think a huge reason if you pair your reverse diet with a proper strength training plan, why you see so much body recomp in clients Mm -hmm. is because they're just able to do a lot more. We see this, especially in the depths of like, for a lot of like competitors coming out of their prep and stuff, they start looking better because they're getting more food and then their energy's back for their training sessions and things like that. Yeah. 100%. We are going to increase that sex drive. So we were talking about that. I actually just had a client ask me about this this week, asking if that was correlated to her health in any way that she doesn't usually have a high sex drive or anything. And somebody who I'm working on a reverse diet with, and I was like, absolutely. (laughs) Ladies, this is something that it's been normalized for us to just like think that's normal. There's a lot of women that are just like, yeah, I'm just like not very sexual. I just like, I don't usually get like get aroused very often or like, I just like don't really want to have sex much. And like, there are a lot of like physical, mental and emotional things that can tie into like ways you're feeling and stuff like that, of course. And you know, body confidence, that client asked me if it had to do with just that. And like all of that plays a role. But if you like physically are not getting turned on, like that is not normal. Yeah, (laughs) it is not. And I don't know what society has taught you about that with women. Like we need to be prudy or we can't fucking talk about this shit. We're throwing it out. Okay. So first of all, our clients talk to us about sex because it's important. And it is a biological response that your body is supposed to have. There is nothing wrong with it and it's supposed to be happening. And if it's not, something is off. So like, I mean, this is what I was dealing with for a really long time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... This is at its core, we are animals. Like we are designed to reproduce, right? Whether you want to or not. So like at its core, this is like the one bodily function men and women are supposed to have is a desire to procreate. So if you are not having that, there is something going on internally. And a lot of times it can be tied to under eating and a reverse diet can help fix that. So I just had to go on that little tangent, but obviously- Yeah, it's, it's just, it's something that's so often misunderstood and I think brushed over and yeah. And so especially to all of you ladies out there who need your husbands to listen to this, if you've been trying to sign up with a coach, as our buddy uh, Josh helped us out with, if you want to be hotter and hornier, get yourself a coach and fix your metabolism. Shout <laughs> out, Josh. Get hot and horny. 
Yeah. Because it's something I don't think a lot of men understand that. Like this is so tied together. So, you know, this could go off on a whole separate tangent, but like if your spouse isn't supportive of you improving your health, like they need to understand one, they should be supportive of it just because it's your health. So I won't even go down that fucking road, but it's also going to benefit them. (laughs) If you have a husband that's always nagging because like you're not in the mood and shit like that, like, well, honey, the thing that could help you get in the mood is getting your fucking shit together with your health. So we're just going to leave that there for now. Love that. Love that so much. (laughs) We're obviously going to help optimize your metabolism. I think Kara went into pretty good depth about that. You're going to sleep better and you're also going to be able to manage stress better, which the two are very interrelated as well. And understanding, I think we've covered before that dieting itself and under eating is a physiological stressor on your body. So we're alleviating a lot of that. We're helping balance and level out cortisol by removing that you're getting more food like even just like carbs themselves help with cortisol like yeah. things like that so by increasing your food you are also increasing basically your bandwidth for stress and you are also going to just sleep better like you don't sleep well when you're hungry in general and if you're even not feeling the hunger anymore you're likely still in a very physiologically stressed state like remember i know kara has another great post on this that you can be stressed even if you don't quote feel stressed yeah so that's important. We talked about a lot of the hormonal health improvements, things like your thyroid and sex hormones. We just kind of got into that. Your menstrual cycle, um, returning a menstrual cycle, getting regularity back. I think we've dived into that. That was going to come from a reverse diet. Body comp, I think we covered that pretty well. And again, the big one here that I think is important is being able to diet on a higher amount of calories in the future. So if you do this properly, when you get to the end goal, the next dieting phase Ideally, and I want to put an asterisk here because again, this is very individual, but yes. but it's increasing the likelihood that the next time you do diet and cut calories, you will not have to go to those same depths. And you're increasing that likelihood by what Kara was harping on, spending longer time at your maintenance and letting that maintenance or surplus get higher. And that again has to go back to that whole adaptation scenario, right? So back to those little people inside or little figures inside working, you know, they have a new level of normal now, like they've kind of started chilling and they're let themselves off the control panels. So then whenever you start to, it's, I don't know, it's like thinking about, let's think about all the little four colorful people again. And they're like falling asleep in their chairs. Cause you've been chilling at like 2,300 calories for like a year. So they're like, not really worried about it. They're like hanging out, like they're playing fucking cards in the back or something. And then you just drop your calories like to 2000 and they like something like alarm goes off inside their little warehouse and they're like, something is different. Something is different. Like nobody has done anything the whole time. So they're (laughs) they're so shocked that just that 300 calories you dropped elicits this huge reaction. Like, right. You're eliciting a reaction. Like think about those little people, like you're causing them to react because something shifted their system when they've basically been like just fucking chilling on autopilot for a year. So that is causing the same change that you once caused by being like, drop a thousand calories because it's disrupted that flow. But if you don't spend enough time there, it's not a huge disruption, right? It's just like, Oh, here we go back to this again. So by changing that now you can start to see, I see this with clients all the time. If they've been overeating or if they're at a healthy level of having reversed or been at maintenance and you can do minimal drops in their body response amazingly. And you don't have to do as much. You may be able to do it without cardio at all or with, with only cardio. We see that sometimes we can just add that adaptation, leave calories up, add in a couple cardio sessions a week of like 20 or 30 minutes and your body's going to respond rather than having to push so hard. And the reason I wanted to asterisk that is because again, sometimes genetics are at play. Not that genetics are the reason you can't lose weight, air quote, but some people 
you can have a highly adaptive metabolism as well. And that can go two ways. And we often look at that as just the positive way. And I'd like to shout out our girl, Bella, talking about this. So she's somebody who putting a ton of food into her, you have to keep eating and eating to grow. Like she, I think, got up to like 500 carbohydrates in her off season for yeah. eating and was like not putting on like body fat. You know what I mean? Like she just using it all as muscle, like getting her maintenance, her surplus was insane. Yeah. But for her to get down again, we're talking competition lean, but again, to get dieted down, she still had to go very, very low because that works in reverse as well. So that same person who you're envious of because they can eat anything they want to like grow or whatever else, or to maintain their body, they are going to be in the equal amount of struggle when they want to bring it down. So there are those cases, but for the most part, this allows you for, I would say, I would say like the majority to be able to diet on a higher intake. Yeah, for sure. And again, like if you guys can't see the benefits that comes with this, like, oh my gosh. And you just, again, like it just gives you so much more freedom. Like it allows you to step out of that dieting cycle, that chronic yo-yo diet and regain and lose and regain every single freaking year and just actually put your body in a place where it feels freaking safe to do the work and to lose the fat, you know? So I think one of the last things I want to touch on here is just making sure that like you should always work with a knowledgeable coach or professional in this area. You should not do this willy nilly because it could be easy to, you know, gain some body fat, you know, or gain excess body fat than what you would potentially see happen. Like we can really like just as much as we can mess up our metabolism, like under eating, we can also mess it up like overeating as well. And like adding in too many calories too quickly. Right. Like that's why we don't take clients who are like adapted at 1300 and automatically bounce them up to 2100 calories. Right. Because like Mm -hmm. that can cause some issues and some digestive issues and different things like that. So just know that it's really important to work with a coach. It's really important to have somebody there guiding you every step of the way. And of course, that's what Kylie and I are always here for. And I also want you guys to remember to just don't compare yourself. Don't compare your reverse dieting journey to anyone else's because again, your body is your own. It's going to respond in the way that you know it works best for you. And it's really, really hard to predict how it will respond as well. So you kind of have to kind of have to roll with the punches and remember to learn to love your body at every single step of the journey and just understand that this is going to be a process that's going to put you in so much of a better place for the future. So yeah, I think that wraps that up, you guys. But if y'all have questions on this, like we would 100% love for you to shoot them to us. DM us on the Not Your Quick Fix podcast Instagram and definitely check out the post that we will link for you in the show notes on reverse dieting that I made. But do you have anything else that guy? I don't think so. I think the other piece of it is really just trying to empathize and work with clients through the mental struggle of it, which we're planning on covering in an episode on its own. So we'll get into that. But just know that like, this is an action step that you need. And this is the, this is, I always say the missing piece of your journey. This is the part that they're not telling you about. This is the part that is, this is often the solution that we don't want, but that we need to why you have quote plateaued for so long or why you keep gaining your weight back. Like this is the thing that you need. And it's going to be hard sometimes, sometimes harder than dieting, but the benefits are 
I don't even know the right word. They are they're immense. Um, they're immense. Like there is, it's a hundred percent worth it. That's the best way to express it. And it's a necessity. It's not an option. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you know somebody who needs to go through a reverse diet, if you know someone who needs to listen to this podcast, please share it with them. Share this on your stories. Tag us, the Not Your Quick Fix podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. And we will talk to y'all soon.